everybody. Welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Before we get started on our episode, I want to congratulate Monica and Andrew for beating me in fantasy football this week. The Golden Donuts, that's my team, are now 2-1. and one. Laura is still 0-3 though, so that's fine by me. She got the loss to the Boston Jelly, Jesse and Allie out of Boston. So congratulations, you guys. And, um, you know, this week we're talking about one of uh, something that has been coming up for me a lot, not only in my practice, but also in my life. It's really about, say, the power of the pause and some of the choices that you get to make if you're paying attention. Um, I use one of my favorite metaphors. I think I've done it on the podcast before, but it's all about how to get your kids to eat Brussels sprouts. Just lots of options to figure out how to stop the chaos sometimes and just make a choice uh, to turn toward your partner. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. I got to tell you about a a thing that happened to me yesterday that's terrible. I'm all ears. I think I heard Kim Kardashian's voice yesterday. Oh, no. Rebecca says I didn't. She's like, no, 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 it wasn't her. It wasn't her. I promise it was somebody else because it was like on the on a trailer for a TV show or something. Oh. And, um, but then to, last night I had this really bizarre dream where I was at the movie theater and somehow I was sitting next to Kim Kardashian, but she was oh. not wearing makeup. She was sort of in like, she was like low key, just kind of watching the movie. And I was like, I think, are you? And she like, we started talking and then she just nodded. I am. No, no, no. She we talked, we had a whole she, conversation and oh, I told did. her about my kids and stuff. And she was like, Oh, so you should send you should, you should send me a picture of your kids. And and she said something like, you should ask your, uh, I'll ask my people to talk to your people and get a picture. And I said, well, I could send you a picture right now, but that would mean I'd have to have your phone number. And she was like, okay. is that where you drew the line? No, she gave like, me your phone number. Kim Kardashian uh, gave me your phone number. Interesting. And, uh, and mm-hmm. I sent her a picture of my kids we went to this wedding a couple weeks ago. I think I told you, and I have this really gorgeous picture yeah. of both girls. And yep. Um, you sent it to me. Yeah. I actually and did not recognize one of your daughters. Yeah. I, uh, I was like, wow, she's really grown up. And, and I just kind of disregarded the friend next yeah. to her. And then I was like, yeah. Oh, that's both of your girls. It's been I a swear while. To God, though, I woke up this morning believing I had Kim Kardashian's phone number in my phone. <laughs> I was like, it took me about a half an hour. And I was like, no, I think that was a dream. I think yeah. I, I think I do not have Kim Kardashian's. Anyway, so I don't know if that's still a thing for me right mm-hmm. now, but it's it's kind of troubling. You're holding on to it. Well, fingers yeah. crossed that you have never. That I you told continue. her in the dream. I said, I said, do you want to know a fun fact about me in the dream? And yeah. she was like, yeah, sure. And I said, until today, I had never heard your voice before. And she was like, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, you're like the only person yeah. on the planet. We talked about Paris Hilton in my dream. Wow. So why is it that we, some of us can remember dreams and some of us can't? Because I also had a really detailed dream that I remembered. I woke up, I told it to the family this morning. We had mm-hmm. a whole like dream recall sesh. Mm-hmm. Do you happen to know like why we can recall it's dreams? It's probably the Zygarnik effect. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you my dream? No. I, no yes. You didn't yes. tell me. Yep. I'll oh, do you, you want to tell me? Yes, I uh, do. You can tell me. I had a dream that I was requested to pose for Gap. They liked my smile the lines. Store? The store. So okay. they said, hey, we want to take pictures of you and have you be one of our models. We really like your smile lines. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole like, it's kind of like the Dove campaign. Like mm-hmm. we want average, normal looking people to pose for us was basically Mm -hmm. what Gap had going on. And it was such a pain in the butt that eventually I remember thinking, Laura, you're not really into this and this is taking too long and they're going to Photoshop everything out. I remember standing in front of this screen and they said, we just need to do a test. And so I could, they said, just stand here. We're going to take a picture of you and then then it's going to show us what we need to do. 
and they took a picture and it immediately altered everything about my head, making it Mm. smaller Mm. and making the colors different, my hair different. And I said, so basically you just need something that looks like a body, like a human being to wear your clothing. And then you're going to go and you're going to alter everything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, kind of. Yeah, basically that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what that means about me. (laughs) Like analyze that dream. No. No. (laughs) Hey, it's Laura Heck. I'm here talking about my favorite pleasure toys from Dame Products. There's just something about this fall weather that makes me feel like pulling out the candles and lighting the fire and all things warm and cozy. So I have the best idea right now. Pull out your calendar and choose a date somewhere in the future where you're going to have what I call a five-course dining experience in the bedroom. And what I mean is that you're really going to lean in to all the senses and just savor the pleasure of making a night in to connect with your partner. So Dame has this bundle. It's called The Night In, and it includes all three of my favorite pleasure tools that you've already heard about. So included in The Night In bundle is the couple's hand-free vibe called the Eva, There's the air, which is specifically designed for women who really enjoy oral pleasure. There's massage oil and there's aloe lube. And what's the best part? It's that Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days so that your your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. So go to dameproducts.com and use the code MTR today for 15% off the entire site. That code is MTR to take 15% off of your order at dameproducts.com. Um, okay, so before you guys, I have to have Zach uh, tell you this story because we were just on with our producer checking our audio because as you know, Laura has been really messing it up lately. Yeah. So we have a babysitter, aka Jason, our producer. Um, and Zach, you're on a new streak, a new flossing streak. And you told yeah. us what what's up with your streak. new floss game. And I said, you need to tell this to our audience members so they don't think that I'm the only oral hygiene dork or crazy person around. Well, I, yeah, every once in a while I need, I need to get inspired. I feel like inspiration is one of my themes in my life right now. I have three and that's one of them. And so some, it doesn't take much sometimes. And, uh, so every once in a while I get excited about flossing and I try to make a new flossing streak. See how many days in a row I have an app that I use this morning. I got on the the video and Laura's like, what's up with your face? And I was like, Oh, I have toothpaste on my face. Sorry. So I wiped it off. And she was like, did you floss today? <laughs> I was like, no, I forgot to floss today. Um, the reason I didn't floss today is because I usually floss in the shower and I forgot. So Jason followed up and said, <clears throat> do you floss with one of those flossing sticks? And you said, no, no. I floss with regular string. I floss with regular string. And then Laura said, do you let it just like, what do you do? do you just, just wash down the drain. And I, I said, no, I, what I do is I finish flossing. <laughs> Pause for I, puking. Go on. <laughs> I finish flossing and then I put my floss on the wall of the shower. <laughs> and then I use it for like three or four days. And it actually is a, it's how, it's part of how I remember. But I forgot today because our cleaning people came yesterday and they cleaned out the shower and my floss was gone. So I, I forgot. I can't. Can we? What's take, wrong with that? Hold like, on, like, hold on. There's We're gonna, wrong with that. There is. We're gonna just take a, a a moment, and I need some feedback. I need some direct feedback because okay, I no. told. First of all, we don't get direct feedback on the podcast, and second, of all, nothing is more disgusting than you Mm-mm. having only one toothbrush in your okay, house. Okay, for the record, we have two toothbrushes. They just don't belong to anybody. They circulate. This is still disgusting. That means actually, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but we don't I'm share with anybody else. I'm not ashamed of my frosting flossing game. In fact, today I, I, um, I went and flossed while you guys were doing something else today. And now I'm at, uh, I'm at 11 days in a row. Okay. I'm about my to My record people, is something like 130. Yeah. So that's what I'm aiming at. I'm trying to, trying to go through the end of the year. I'm interested in hearing email. Oh no, get on the, get on the Instagram. And uh, is there a way to have like a poll on Instagram that says Probably. like, what's more disgusting, <laughs> no. shared toothbrush or floss no, on the wall? No, this is not a debate. Days? This is very clear. You are more disgusting than me. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, I think we don't even have to vote. underneath all of this is the reality that we uh, take care of our, our mouths, our sure. oral hygiene. Yeah. I brush my yeah. teeth and you floss. Okay. I mean, I also brush my teeth. Yeah, it's true. I but saw I'm, the two but basically, I think I told you this. I, I, I bet Mary that I could get a longer flossing suite. I, I yeah. offered to pay her $100 if she could have more, she could get more flossing days than me. Yeah. This was my theory on how I could get her to floss, but it has not worked. Hmm. Yeah. I started, <clears throat> my husband and I are trying to get our kid out of the bed. And I'm sure for many of you listeners, you are out of your bed, out of my, our bed. Yes. Yeah. Our bed, our shared bed. Not out of his bed. No. I'm trying to get my kid out of her bed every single morning. I will say, no, no, that's not a thing. He's an early riser. But for parents out there, I'm sure many of you have gone through this phase. And I'm saying that because I want to feel normal that this is a struggle that we're having. And I, so he has a lovely room with a lovely bed. He goes to bed, falls asleep. And then when, as he goes through his sleep cycles, I think what happens is after he wakes up, maybe after REM sleep, I don't know how sleep works. Um, he wakes up and he walks into our room and he snuggles in. And then we end up with four, four lumps in the bed, including our 70 pound Weimariner. So we're trying to bribe him. And the current bribe that we have come up with is $1 a day. And I think what I want to do is actually make a poster and tape the dollars to it. And every time he wakes up in his bed, he can take the dollar off and stick it in his wallet. That's what I'm thinking. How do we feel about bribing our children with money to floss or to stay in their own bed? To me, it goes back to, um, I, I've said this, I, I use it all the time right now. I know I've said it on the podcast, but if you have three children and you want them to eat their Brussels sprouts, to child number one, you say, would you please eat your Brussels sprouts? To child number two, you say, you better eat your Brussels sprouts or you're not going to get any dessert. Uh -huh. And to child number three, you say, I bet you can't eat 10 Brussels sprouts. Mm. And the reason we do that is because we're good parents. It's not because we're manipulative. It's because we understand who we're talking to okay. and we ask them to do the thing we want them to do in the way that it works for them. Okay. And so if bribing works for your kid, I'm all for it. Like would I put it in a parenting book and say, this is the way to do it? No, mm. because we don't know what the way is. The way is the thing that creates success in your, in your parenting strategy. I think without shame, I mean, maybe that's the other piece, like, you know, you don't want to but I think we have to be savvy about how we ask people to do the thing we want them to do. That includes our partners, right? Um, when mm. I do this in my office, I'm always asking, I always ask one of the partners, I go, how do I get you to eat your Brussels sprouts? And do you really go, say that? I do. I you go, how did mother it in bacon? And I say, how, do, how is she supposed to get you to eat your Brussels sprouts? And she's like, that's all I want. If I could just figure out how to get him to eat his Brussels sprouts, I'd be yeah. so happy. Yeah. Which is of course symbolic, but it's like, then we start to think about it. We start to go, I'm like, are you child number one? Are you child number two? Are you child number three? Yeah. I'm um, probably child number two. I go, okay, so let's talk consequences. Let's talk about mm -hmm. cause and effect, you know? So it's a, 
I, I don't know, dude. I mean, I still haven't figured out how to get married to floss, but I, I got bigger fish to fry and all that. So I, I had this conversation yesterday, uh, with a couple and it was all around, Hey, we have a desire, a sexual desire discrepancy. And so it was all around the idea of, we know that the goal is we want to connect sexually more mm -hmm. often and have it be more meaningful between the two of us and have us both enjoy the experience. So we started talking a little bit about like, how do I get you to eat your Brussels sprouts? And the Brussels mm -hmm. sprouts is how do I get you to initiate sex? Mm -hmm. Or um, how do I, how do I get you to, well, it's basically initiate sex. Mm -hmm. And so we had that conversation. It was really enlightening. And it turned out that both people were responsible for figuring out how to get the other person to eat of the course. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, um, to your point about the bacon, I mean, mm -hmm. at one level, you have to make good Brussels sprouts. You can't make, you can't just serve up raw Brussels sprouts and be like, here, you eat these. You know, you have to, there is a, there is a two way street here, you know, yeah. maybe, and maybe that's part of it. Part, number, in fact, number four, how do I get you to eat your Brussels sprouts? You put bacon on them. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, mm -hmm. that's good to know. You know, I mean, I think, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation because people are motivated by different things in different ways for different reasons. Yeah. And the thing that gets the hardest is when like someone will say, well, I asked you nicely four times mm -hmm. and I go, but they're not child number one. Yeah. Like, of course you're nice. You're kind. There's nothing wrong with your ask. It's nice. It's kind. You're, yeah. It's coming from the place that you learned as you were a kid. You would probably eat your Brussels sprouts if somebody said, would you please eat your Brussels sprouts? It just doesn't work for your partner mm -hmm. or kid number two or kid number three. So I don't know. That's, I think we have to mm -hmm. open up that conversation a lot more because people get so frustrated by what they think should happen. Right. That's another thing I always say is like, people always ask me, should I do this? And I go, well, first of all, I reject the premise of your whole question because, because should you is started not with the word should. <laughs> should is not a part of it. Like, it's just... Like who decides, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the two of you have to decide. Um, I had, I had a conversation, one of my favorite exercises. I don't know. Do you go through repair statements with your couples? Do you do the whole repair checklist? I'm starting to lately and, and, and it actually makes me think of something I want to talk about today, but yeah, I'm starting to lately. Go ahead though. Okay. So <clears throat> one exercise that I have couples do, and this is the Gottman um, exercise is there's a whole list of these phrases or statements that you use that is intended to basically deescalate the conversation and get it back on track. If you notice mm -hmm. that, gosh, you know what, like my partner is kind of critical or maybe they have a tone and I find myself reacting to it. I have one of two choices. I can either take the bait and I can react to my partner's criticism or their tone, or I can offer a repair that basically is an understanding of, I think we're getting off track here. This isn't going well. Can we make things better? It's a, like a peace offering, right? Like, can we make mm -hmm. things better? So there's this whole checklist in Gottman method when you're working with a couple's therapist that's trained that we go through. And what I have couples do is I say, you pick your five favorite phrases, five favorite things that are going to be that peace offering to your partner that basically says, something's not right here. I want to make things better. So each of them are going through the list and there's probably about, I don't know, 45 on the list mm -hmm. and they pick their five favorites. And the, the power is then I have them turn toward each other. And I said, I want you to imagine as the listener that you're already internally activated or frustrated or irritated with your partner. And your partner is saying these magical words to you. 
Do you find yourself being invited into that repair, that reconnection? Or do you find yourself being more, you know, repelled and even more frustrated? So is the repair actually working to deescalate the situation? Mm -hmm. And I had this couple where I think four out of five of the phrases that he used, he basically said, these are the ones I use all the time. And she shot them down. She was like, nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope. All of those are awful. And what we're talking about right now is checking in with your partner and basically saying like, I want to make things better. How can I get you to eat your Brussels sprouts? Right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how, and she was saying all of the ways that you have been trying to repair in the past, like four out of five of these phrases only infuriate me more. It mm-hmm. only reactivates me And it was a really good learning experience because what he was saying was, hey, I'm going to take what I currently know is going to work or hopefully work. You tell me. And she said, no, that's not a motivator for me. And that was such good feedback for the two of them. Totally. I think I think you're spot on that. That exercise is fire. And and yes, you want you want to get them to pick the ones that they like. And I think you absolutely get them to pick the ones they don't like. Nope. Don't say that one. That one's not going to work. And right. it's just data, right? It's information. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's an urban legend around that list. Um, I don't know if it's an urban, I don't qualify as an urban legend, but um, that calm down is not on there. <laughs> John took it off because no one in the history of calming down has ever been calmed down by right. being told to calm down. Totally. So, um, there's, there's a couple, I'm going to actually pull it up just so I can give, um, our listeners a feel for like what some of these statements might be. And I recommend that couples just come up with their own code phrase. The one that my husband and I use most often because we're pretty saucy, sarcastic human beings, and he will get pretty spicy sometimes. And mm-hmm. I, I will say, Hey, can you just be a little more gentle with me? I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little sensitive. Because most of the time I have thick skin. Most of the time his sarcasm lands well. And that's what I love most about him. But sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm a sensey bear and I need him to be more gentle. And it's not about him coming in too hot. It's about me being able to communicate my feelings to him and where I'm at Mm -hmm. so that he can correct. Because Mm -hmm. otherwise he doesn't know he's hurting my feelings. Um, Well, there's a big difference between, hey, shut the F up and stop talking to me like that. (laughs) And... Hey, I can't hear you because I'm starting to get defensive. Totally. Could we, you know, um, yeah. there's a big, big gap between those two things. And I think we're trying to figure out how to close the gap. Um, did you pull it up already? I did. Yeah. So there's a couple phrases in here that I love, including, can you please be more gentle? But um, the one that I, I just bristle at, like if anybody was to say this to me, uh, mm-hmm. like in addition to calm down is just listen to me right now and try to understand. If anybody says, just mm-hmm. listen to me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's after that. Just yeah. listen to me is going to uh, frustrate me even more. By the way, I think uh, should is a trigger word. Like uh-huh. in a lot of these conversations, I also think just is a trigger word. Like uh-huh. Just listen, or we're just friends, or I just think, I just think like, is it just, it, it, it adds this sort of faux energy that I think isn't, quite there, you know, should we um, add that? Cause we made a, an ebook a while back. That's the five dirty words that pick fights. Oh, Remember yeah, that? Maybe, maybe yeah. it's the six dirty words that pick maybe. fights. We've got some new words to add to the list. By the way, I want to sell a book right now. It's not mine, but you'll oh. know the name of this. You'll know this book. It's called talk to me like I'm someone you love, hmm. which I had never read, but we, it's sort of, again, it's one of these urban legends when, when, when the Gottman's lecture, it hmm. almost always comes up. 
And I like the title, but I've never thought about like what's actually inside the book until I recommended it to a couple. And without uh, reading it, no, I never read it. And oh, uh, I, I don't know if judging. I quite recommended it. I just sort of like said, "Oh yeah, there's this book." Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Well, she mm-hmm. bought it and she read it. She's like, "It's fantastic." Wow, it is, it is a terrific book, and it's basically a giant book of that repair checklist. Um, huh. It's all sort of flashcards. So it's like when you're stuck and you don't know what to say and you don't have the skills, it's literally designed like, here's a big page and the page is, maybe it says, talk to me like I'm someone you love or, hey, I'm really hurting right now and all I need is a break and I don't have the words for it, but it's literally like hold up this flashcard. Really? I went, yeah, I went, I I bought it and I'm like, this is actually really terrific. I don't know how you would use it in real time. I'm definitely not going to be in the middle of an argument with Rebecca Mm -hmm. and then go into the other room, grab my book, come back and hold up a flashcard. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's kind of consistent with something we've said all the time, which all along, which is adding vocabulary, right? It's new way to say the thing that you're already, that you're trying to say that you're not very gifted at, at saying. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because most of us don't have, we don't have training in how to talk you know, relationally, it's just not a thing that's taught in schools. It's not a thing that we have to kind of do unless we're training for, you know, therapists or we read a lot of self-help. It's just, it's just not mm. a thing we have a lot of access to. So, yeah. Um, well, and I, I actually think the power of these repairs, we didn't know we were going to talk about this until, I mean, we're doing a typical Zach, Laura yeah, conversation that just rolls. Um, I, I don't know if I've told this story before. So my mother and father-in-law, um, Let's see here. So when I first met my husband, I think it was probably about 16 years ago, I met them and I didn't grow up in a household where I got to see couples interact. I have, you know, I Mm -hmm. I lived with a single mom the majority of my life. Um, And so I began spending more and more time with my husband's parents and I saw that they would nitpick on each other and they would just kind of get into these little uh, spats. And I thought, whoa, they're really fighting. They're bickering. (laughs) And then eventually something would happen between the two of them. And it was usually one of them would stick their tongue out at the other. And that's when everything just sort of softened between the two of them. So that was their nonverbal way of just sort of repairing in the moment of Mm -hmm. we're starting to get escalated. What started out as being maybe like a little poking, a little banter is now getting heated and we're taking a little more personal. And the objective is we still want to stay close. We don't really want to get off the rails or get into a fight. So Mm -hmm. one would stick their tongue out at each other. So that was 16 years ago. Flash forward. And my father-in-law is in the the peak of Alzheimer's where he's lost all words and ability Mm -hmm. to communicate. But the thing that stood stuck with him was the ability to communicate with his body language. Like Mm. you could tell if he was getting frustrated. And so the sticking the tongue out was actually really helpful because he was able to still kind of communicate when he might've been frustrated and wanted to cool off or wanted things to be better by sticking his tongue out and they would make funny faces at each other. I actually asked my mother-in-law, I said, did you guys ever use like words to cool things off between the two of you? Because I witnessed the tongue thing, sticking your tongue out. And she said, I used to say, or no, Gary used to say all the time to me, you love me. And that was all, that's all Mm -hmm. he would say. It was just a reminder of you love me. Just remember, you know, like you're kind of being critical right now. Just remember Mm -hmm. you love me. And that was enough to sort of get them back to square one and recognize they're on the same team. They do love each other, took the heat out of the moment. And that's, that's really all I wanted to talk about somehow. 
It was this idea of how do you get yourself back on track and mm-hmm. repair? We've talked about repair actually a lot on the podcast. I love it. I think repairs like I, um, I just contributed actually to an article for the Huff post. Uh-huh. I think that's what they're calling it now. It was all about repair and flooding and kind of, um, and, uh, yeah, the, my main thesis there and everywhere is repair is more important than resolve. Repair mm-hmm. is more important than resolve. Repair is more important than resolve because I think, you know, you can resolve stuff and still be at each other's throats. You can, you can come up with a solution to the problem and still feel less connected, but it's yeah. really hard to, to pursue connection and then screw up the solution finding to the problem. Cause sometimes you'll just go, Hey, can we push, let's punt this and see if we need to solve it tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, or think, yeah. to your point a little bit earlier, you said something like you have two choices and I think you have, I think you have hundreds of choices, hmm. but you know, if we prioritize repair, then all we have to do is stop long enough to consider, you know, behind door number one is more connection behind door. Number two is, you know, maybe same, more of the same. And then door number three is making it worse. And, um, you know, I had a guy, I had a guy in my office yesterday and he was talking about, we were talking about these three doors and he was like, look, as long as it's not door number three, I don't care. I'll do more of the same, just not door number three, but you know, but the pause was giving it, gave them enough energy to go. But what happens if we choose door number one? Um, what options are available to us? And then I think the repair checklist is great. Talk to me like I'm someone you love is great. Mm-hmm. I think just uh, checking in with your body yourself is important. Um, but how do you get people to pause? Cause I'm telling, I, that's, I say that all the time that you have, you have a choice. And what I'm doing is I'm just simply giving you another choice. You probably yeah. have felt pretty stuck Like this is a never ending vicious cycle. And all I'm doing is giving you another tool that you can use in that moment. But how do you slow people down enough to choose door number two? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think, I think part of where that's, I think part of this is, I think this is part of why therapy is so valuable because you, you, you have people in your presence and as a third party, you can say, Hey, let's slow down. Or I'll just, I'll just straight up interrupt people. When I see a conversation mm-hmm. go off, like going off the rails, I'm like, I might go, Hey, just curious, how long would you continue to do this if I didn't stop you? <laughs> and they'll be like, I don't know. It, how go, much longer about, do we have in the session? I was like, it's been about four minutes. Yeah. I could have just let you go. Cause it's, I'm not doing anything, but like, and I think those kinds of interventions therapeutically can help people slow down. I don't mm-hmm. know how you do it. Like kind of in the real life. I think people who are listening to this podcast can remember the podcast kind of go, Oh yeah, there's this thing. I don't, I don't, but the how isn't as important as like the, the, that like mm-hmm. we do need to learn how to slow down. One of the things I say is my favorite repair of all time is when you, I'm going to slap my head and go, Oh, 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 oh we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. We're doing it again. Mm-hmm. You know? And at that point, do you want to keep doing it or do you want to slow down and kind mm-hmm. of, and kind of decide? I think of, I think of cliches that help people a lot. Like, um, this is a very famous one, which is they'll never remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yep. So there's that one. Um, there's, you can be right or you can be married. There's, you can be correct or you can be connected. Um, did you make that one up? I did think you I try did. To, yeah. I was like, did you just try to like pull that no, out? Like I th- everybody's I think I heard started, this one. I think I started saying it a couple of months ago, but I can't yeah. believe I, there's no way I created that. I mean, that's yeah. so easy, <laughs> right? You can be correct or you can be connected. Um, there's another one though that I thought about and um, it'll come into my head here in a second, but I think, I think, you know, it's a little bit of just like a mindfulness, like a little bit of just, how do you get them to slow down? We have to just, you know, kind of do it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't really know how to, you could have a rubber band on your wrist that you I was sl- just thinking you slap that. when yeah. you're like, yeah, I was just thinking that. And I, uh, okay. So here's, here's my thought process is I think it's too much to ask. Like I'm teaching couples in my office. Hey, here's a bunch of repairs. Some of them land for your partner. Some of them didn't. Do you have some, a repair that you can agree on works for both mm-hmm. of you in my household? Can you please be more gentle with me? Um, that's the one that we've landed on. It works really well. So rather than remembering from beginning to end of, man, we're starting to get into it. We're, I'm, I'm getting a little heated. Uh, you know, I'm starting to escalate. The conversation's getting a little derailed. Like all these things are starting to go into motion. And now I have to say the repair. My partner has to hear the repair and then we have to get back on track. That's a lot. So my mm-hmm. first deal would be, hey, just for the next week, all I want for you to do is recognize all the moments when you feel disconnected or you feel like there is some this tension is you, the in the air. Me, the therapist, the, saying to my saying this to the couple. couples, yeah. yeah, is I, I, you don't need to repair. You don't need to say anything or do anything differently. I just want for you to acknowledge in some sort of way, this is the moment that Laura was talking about. This mm-hmm. is the moment where I would sprinkle in a repair. And as you were saying, maybe you have a rubber band on your wrist. Um, I was, you know, sort of, I always joke cause I feel like I saw a video where Dr. Gottman had a bell and every time he saw <laughs> one of the four horsemen in his office, he'd ring the bell and it was just a way of making it painfully obvious mm-hmm. and being able to acknowledge, okay, we get it. We're all on the same page. That was criticism. I rang the bell. You're pausing. You see it's, so it's kind of like, what do you do that's going to just have you begin to recognize those moments where you're like, oh, I could probably make things better right now. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the phrase, but I recognize that this is the moment that Laura was talking about where we're disconnected. Yeah. yeah. But I would not say, what would Laura tell us to do right now? <laughs> Are you doing what Laura would tell us to do? You know, you just kind of slow down. I think another, honestly, another one is to say, if you are, if you are the partner who is aware enough of what's going on, easy enough for you to say, Hey, I think I'm getting uh, I think that I think I'm getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I need to slow down. Yeah. Um, start there before you start with we, or definitely before you start with you, but you know, <laughs> yeah, um, it never goes over well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at right there. It's just kind of how, how, you know, part of it is just figuring out how to go slow to go fast. That's, that's my hmm. theory. Go slow to go fast. So, uh, my tip would be if you're listening to this with your partner, <laughs> What? Uh, what? I was just thinking about go slow to go fast because <laughs> I'm driving Mary to school every morning and it, these assholes are like weaving in and out of traffic to try and get to the place. There. And then we all end up at the stoplight at the same time. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know, Mary, don't be that guy. Just mm-hmm. stay just, the course. Just slow and go steady. slow to go fast. You get, And then we always get, and it's funny. I, it's, it becomes a race immediately for me. And when we get to the light where I have to turn left and I got there before the guy who's weaving. Do you make eye contact? I don't know. I mean, I try Mary. Mary's like, <laughs> please stop. Please don't say anything. To these people. But, um, you're a fast driver though. I've seen you drive. I'm efficient. Mm, my husband, I'm not fast. That. I'm efficient. Yeah. Which is one of my, this, this is the second of my three values right now that I'm holding dearly. Inspiration oh, I was and efficiency. Ask, and then what's the third? Um, the third one is, hold on a second. Why why can't I remember right now? Inspiration, efficiency. Oh, uh, go ahead. Ask me again. So I don't look like I don't remember. 
Uh, hey, Zach. No, you go. What's, just go. I was going to ask you about that. What's the third? Oh, I was going to ask you about that. What is, what's the third? You said inspiration. It's influence. Okay. Are you trying to I be want, an influencer? No, it's not quite that. It's more like I want to, um, I don't want to be out front. I want to be behind the people who are out front. You want to draft. No, it's not that. It's more like I want to be the wind at their, at their backs. I don't want to be like the person who's out there being on the stage. I want to be the person who's behind the person on stage saying, you got this. Go ahead. Uh, well, yeah. we've already determined from my dream. I don't want to be on stage, so I will not be needing your wind. You mean on camera for the gap? That's right. Yeah. But <laughs> I, has been brought to you I am now yeah. best friends with Kim Kardashian and I will be using my influence to help her make a positive impact on the world. Oh, well, yeah, that might work I mean. out. <laughs> Kim, Kim, have your people call Zach's people. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's land this plane. This is another episode where we're talking about repair, but I think we talked about it a little differently than we have in previous episodes. And, um, and if you're new to the podcast, you can go back, just search in the, in the search bar. There's a way to search in the search bar repair and you'll find it. There's at least two other episodes that have been done in the last five years of our life together on this 2017. So 17, 18, 19, let's see, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, five years. Yeah. Our birthday is coming up. It's like in a couple of weeks. Birthday. Birthday. Yeah. Podcast is five years old. Our friendship is 10 years old. When? Do you remember uh, the exact date? It's like October, November, 2012. Okay. I'll send something to you through Instacart to your no, door. No, you won't. No, you won't. If you know the story, it's a pretty good one. You were All not right, happy because you were on a diet. We gotta go. <laughs> All right. We're landing. We're landing. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Just to bring you back to the debate that Zach and I had of who's more disgusting. You can send us your comments on the Instagram, Marriage Therapy Radio. Let us know if it's more disgusting that I have two toothbrushes in a household of three people that we all universally use or that Zach stores his Lost on the wall. I'm so grossed out. I think you're. Bi- I think you're biasing the electorate. That's not. I'm this not. I. I want electric, uh, this is, I have a problem with this at, a, at the level of election integrity. No, I want an yeah. honest to goodness response. So go ahead and send. And I don't even have access to the Instagram, but Zach will let me know how it fares. I'm going to let you know that I won. So. Well, I might just join Instagram just for the week. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.